0: Welcome to Cool Explorations. I'm your host, Tony Peters. Today we're going to be doing a two-part series with actress, author, and coach Walker Brant. We're going to be talking about uh, a little bit about her book, Awaken, as well as her testimony, what God's currently doing in her life, and uh, how God has really just worked throughout her life to bring her to the point that she is at now, and talk about why the verse Matthew 19.14 is important to her. And that verse is, Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these and this is part one of that series welcome to cool explorations today we are blessed to have christian actress walker brent on and she's done a lot of things in her life here so we're going to rehash some of that stuff here uh we've read matthew 19 14 which is a fantastic verse verse she's also the author of the book awaken so we'll cover that a little bit in here as well Why don't you start off by just telling us who you are and uh, what you are currently doing?
1: Hi, my name is Walker Kimberly Brandt. I am an actress, as you said. I've been an actress for about 25 plus years. Um, You've likely seen me in, uh, I've been in blockbuster films, TV shows, uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of commercials and thousands of uh, ad campaigns in my career. Been a busy girl for a lot of years. Uh, In 2020, I released my book my first book, I felt a calling to write my book. And I, I, something was just pushing on me. And I would say it was spirit <laughs> pushing on me, God saying, Hey, uh, there's something else. I have this feeling that, you know, as much as I love my work, and I I really love the craft, and I love performing, there was something else in my whole life, I always felt like there was something else I was here to, um, to share, but I had been through so many, challenges as a young person that it it wasn't clear to me how because some of it was very hard to even let even talk about mm-hmm. and um and so i listened and you know how sometimes tony you don't you feel that nudge but you don't listen <laughs> you you resist yeah. but it persists as the saying goes and it's uncomfortable you know there's you know it's something you're going to have to do um and listen to but just not right now not right now yeah. you know that feeling and that's kind of what i i went through for a long time and i could not i couldn't do that anymore um we my husband went through a really serious health challenge and it was it was the straw it was the moment where everything just kind of shifted and i didn't I didn't want to not listen anymore. I want, I knew, okay, I recognize this. I know what this feels like. This is a moment when as a child and a young adult, I would go in to nature by myself and I would just have communion with God and talk to God. Cause I always felt, although I pray as a child, how I pulled myself out of a lot of the repercussions of the trauma I lived through was I would go into nature because I felt God in nature so clearly Amongst all creation, I felt God in all the animals, the bugs, the trees. I felt the love, the acceptance. I felt surrounded and embraced. And I would just talk to God as my daddy and my my parents. I knew because my dad had left, my bio dad left when I was really young. And I was three, a little under three. And then my uh, mom remarried uh, and my stepdad was, it was a Vietnam vet. And he was quite damaged from that. So I, I was a fatherless child uh, growing up. But I never felt completely fatherless because I always felt this connection with God inside me, even before I could process Um, the understanding of God. As a tiny child, I don't know how much we can process. We just feel safe. We feel this warmth. We feel like we're not alone. That's what I felt. And I would go be by myself to feel not alone, if that makes sense. (laughs) In nature, I just didn't feel alone. And I felt really close when I moved out of that took myself out of that, that environment. So in 2018, I started to, I just said, God, show me who I need to talk to, who I need to speak to, who, who just, I'm, I'm open. I'm listening. I'm listening. And boom, all these people started crossing my path randomly. And one of them was Lisa Nichols, who said to me, your story doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the person it can help. And that was really powerful. And um she said some things that were so I think it's I think the verse that she stuck to that she said she just focused her, she focused her whole life on it was doing to others as you would have them do unto you. <laughs> She's like, I just realized I could focus on that. And she focused on that for 10 years. You know, she had been through so many, so much difficulty in her life that she needed to focus on that. And she had just this strength in her and this love in her and um service to others. And um, I knew that I was meeting people that were going to be in the world that I needed to see a reflection of what this may be like, you know, to share something that was so painful and difficult to live through that I had shame around. Um, And literally, the world just kind of opened up in a different way to me. I had been seeing my life in this this one avenue and it just changed in an instant like oh okay I can do I I I can help people that have been through what I've been through not feel alone understand that you can create a lot of success even though you're wounded you don't have to focus on the wound that part of your responsibility here just like when you know Jesus said it's your responsibility to develop a relationship a a personal relationship with my father, not just you through me, but you need to know my father. You need to know individually. You need to know the showing to us of the worst that we could go through that, that Christ walked for us. This is the worst and the best that you can experience. He walked a path that it, it's hard to put words to because the love and the, the tenderness, the patience, the kindness, the understanding, it's not easy to be in this, in this life. It's not all easy. There's going to be pain and suffering. But you're one, not alone. I got you. I'm going to walk all of it for you. And I'm going to show you that when you lean in, when you lean in, none of it is too much for you because you're not alone. And there was so much time in my life, Tony, where I knew it was being carried. I would come out of it and go, How the heck did I get here? And there was no, there was no explanation but being carried. No explanation. And so what I've been doing since I wrote Awaken is venturing down this path. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to? How do you want me to be? And one of my prayers is always, give me the ears to hear, the eyes to see, the heart to receive, the mind to discern, and the words to say, and the person to say it to. Because there's so much distraction in this life and so much natural, I think, human desire to, to be about yourself and want to do what you want to do and to seek your own ambitions. Our me society, yeah. Yeah, and the pressures exactly that. It, I, I always just beg for that to show me how to not just be that <laughs> because yeah. it's such a pressure to be that, especially as an actor. You are the instrument. You are the focus. You're very, you know, you. And from the moment I started the, the business, I had this conflict with that. Because it made me uncomfortable to be the center of attention. There was something, because I always felt as a child, as I said before, being in nature, I always felt a part of everything. And I felt like I would watch a water spider for hours and just be in love with this creature. Because look at this thing, you know, cruising across with of the water. And then salamanders and then, you know, birds and snakes and creatures and all just all the creatures, chipmunks and all the things. I, I just felt God. And I would just talk to God about the, the wonders the the amazingness. And then I'd also talk to God, why did you why am I in this family? <laughs> why am I going through this? Yeah. And I spent a lot of time no question part of the reason why I was afraid to write my book too and I didn't get to it sooner was I spent a lot of time being upset about the things that had happened to me, feeling that I, they should not have happened to me. You know, this should not have happened to me. Why did this happen to me in that blame state. And until I recognized it happened to me. Mm -hmm. And this is obviously it was meant, meant to be. And obviously I have what it takes to be able to get through this because I wouldn't be in it. It wouldn't have happened if I didn't have the strength, if I didn't have, it's up to me to make the choice. What do I want to do? Remain in that blame, remain in that upset, remain in that hurt, walk through life, feeling upset about the fact that it happened to me, or do I want to just accept it happened and then move on like I learned as a kid in that innocence, one thing nature does is nature goes and moves on. Nature goes, there's a seasonal change, animals, you know, and we have the same ability to embrace that, that understanding. It's like God has given us so many teachers everywhere, everywhere from mm. bugs to birds, to trees, to each other, it, the sky, you know, the sun rising and setting. There's just, everything's Temporary and everything's everlasting. So where do you want to? Where do you want to rest your mind in your heart in this moment? Um, where do you want to be? Like if you're somebody who's dealing with fear, I, I did an interview recently, and the podcaster asked me, "How do you deal with fear?" And I said, "Well, I think fear is part of life. Um, it's natural emotion for us. How long we stay in it is a choice we make. Yeah. How long we stay in it." What we add on top of something to continue the fear growing and continuing through, you know, over time within us. And then I brought up um, uh, Janet Bolte Taylor. Uh, yeah, Janet Valti Taylor's study. She's a Harvard scientist, and she had had a stroke when she was twenty-eight, and she lost um, the function of the integrated sides of her brain. And what came back first was her right brain, and she said her life was bliss. She was. She never felt. Anger. She never felt. She was just happy, 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 happy. Joy, joy. It was just like being a child, the innocence, and that's what you know. The um, subtitle "Awaken: Discovering Yourself Through the Light of Your Innocence" is about. It's there's this awe state that we are in when we're young. This that's wrapped up in our innocence. We accept everything, and when we go through something difficult, we respond to it, have a reaction, and then we move on. But when we get older, life happens. Things pile on, and we get used to something. The intellectual brain starts to get really uh, developed and we start to think things into situations that maybe don't belong there and replace discerning with judgment and, and interesting habits begin. And she said, when she started, her left brain started coming in, she was, she was living with her mom at the time and she was terrified because all of she had not felt pain. She had not felt anger. She had not felt these and she recognized that she could actually stop the the um runaway train that it, it could easily become in those emotions and she she went deep into the study of it and recognized that there's a physio- physiological reaction that happens in the body when we go through fear and it's a 90 second process for it to pass through the body and anything after that is a result of us thinking about it more bringing other past memories of fears associations and perceptions and piling them on you know and if you think about it unless you're, unless you're in, you know, you're Daniel, you're in the pit with a lion and you're in there and you've got a lion coming at you, then you have a right to continue to be fear, 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 fear. But if you, most of the time, our fears are within a minute, you think about it, a minute or two and we, we can let it go and move on to joy and move on to something more positive and start retraining our brain, which you, you know how that process is. We can choose that. And I was like, I heard this. I was it's like that's what I was doing as a kid. I was choosing, and that's what we do when we're children. We choose to not be sad or mad or angry so easily. We yeah. choose it because we want to have fun. We want to be loved. We want to experience love. So, um, so that's kind of where I'm. What I'm doing now, and a big answer to your question is, awesome. is I'm sharing my book and I'm sharing my story with people, and, um, and I'm working with people that uh, that maybe need that encouragement, don't recognize what they're that part of themselves anymore. And they just need that reflection um, that it's there. And I love reflecting that back because it's in everyone. It's just such a joyful moment to see somebody say or hear somebody go, oh my gosh, I haven't, I I haven't been there in a long time. I I forgot about this part of me. And it's like, there you go. And they're off, you know? And they're off. And it's it's just, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. And there's a few things that I take from what you what you said too. There's um... Definitely, you can see God through nature. God just like He, it's not like the the spirit type thing, like what uh, a lot of religion or cultural beliefs will teach you that you know the spirit is. A, it's not necessarily like that, but you just look around and you're like, God is amazing. He created these creatures, and you can take awe and be like, Yeah, like God created this. That that's really cool. Like, how did He come up with all these animals? Uh, especially some of the, the fish and stuff. It's like you see them, you're just like, God has a sense of humor.
1: Like, really,
0: yeah. Yeah. Or the blob <laughs> fish and all these things. And like God has such a sense of humor. Like, yeah. and like, and the more creatures that they discover as they go deeper and deeper into the ocean, it's just like like lantern fish. It's like God really does have that sense of humor. And he loved his creation and he wanted us to appreciate the creation. I mean, that's why he had Adam go through and name all the land animals. Uh, because it was like we were—we're we're supposed to appreciate it. That's not to say we're not set to rule above, because we are set to rule above nature. But we're supposed to still respect what we're put into. And as children, I think we appreciate, like you say, it a lot more than when we get to be adults. And we stop appreciating it so much because we just get so busy that we we want to push everything aside. And it's the same with with negative things that have happened in our past. Uh, and the healing we as adults we do over process it like we we want to just just oh it didn't happen like i don't i don't want to focus on that at all but it did happen and until we process that and we focus on god and what god has meant for us in our life and like we were talking about before forgiveness is a huge part of that and being like okay well if i'm harboring this it's hurting myself. It's not hurting the other person, it's hurting myself. And God helps you get to that point of forgiveness. And he brought people into my own life where it's like, yeah, like I could come to a point now where it's like, I've forgiven them. I can move on. I can help other people now. And that is is powerful when you get to that point where it's like, okay, God, I'm listening. Like you say, give me the ears to hear. Like, I'm listening how how do you want how do you want to use this this negative thing for your good how how, how are we going to go forward with this yeah. and when you get to that point it, it is definitely powerful uh, and i do want to talk a little bit about some of the just briefly touch on some of the, the trauma that that you've experienced in your life and how god has used that to really just shape you into mm. into this person that you are
1: now yeah well when i was um i grew up in a family of serious alcohol uh and drug abuse physical abuse sexual abuse um verbal abuse just about every kind of abuse that there is that man can unleash upon or humans can unleash upon humans um lived in my family and uh i uh at, at 3 years old my my grandfather the most traumatic experience was when my grandfather um as a result of, of domestic violence at my grandmother and grandfather uh, their life was my grandfather beat up my grandmother a lot and almost on a daily basis, if not absolutely factually on a daily basis, wow. she died um, of an aneurysm after a physical um, altercation with him. And my grandmother was who I bonded to as a child. My mother became pregnant uh, as a high school student with my older sister. She um, didn't have any idea. And it's, and it's interesting how this can happen but apparently and and she told me this story and i remember and I, and she's not the only one of her generation that didn't think that that you could get pregnant from sex <laughs> like there was some other thing that yeah. could happen it was bizarre yeah. and i was like how did you how did you not think she's like you know my parents were trying to get us not to do anything tell us not to kiss anyone so you do everything but kissing and i'm thinking you know i heard a, another lady that's your age tell me that and that's the craziest thing i've ever heard <laughs> and um but it's like you know she ended up pregnant in high school. Her father um essentially just disowned her in many ways. She went through a lot of trauma from it and uh and then and that was my older sister and then uh, at nineteen, literally a year later, um she was pregnant with me uh and 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 all of it just based on you know a wounded girl a pain a girl a woman in pain, young woman in pain looking for love, and you come from that kind of background um And of course, I never understood that as a as a young child, and even as a young adult, it was just how could you know how could this happen? You know, I was in that like I I explained uh, earlier at that age, you just it's really hard not to blame. And um, so that loss, because she was my bonded mother, took me a really long time to get over. Within that same week, my biological dad left. My mom used this trauma. It was the impetus for her, uh, not necessarily used, but the impetus for her to leave our bio dad, who she didn't want to be with. They had a they had a difficult relationship. They were both children, raising children. They were just too young to be parents. And um, so she left him the same weeks. And I was very close with my bio dad, too. So I went through that. Abandonment was huge for me and and terror um, because I had been at my grandmother's house and experienced the beating firsthand um, as a kid. So I remember the violence. And that put deep trauma um, in me as a little girl. And I compartmentalized it and put it away and would just deal with it, you know, release it, and, and find joy away from my family, like I said, in nature. And my mom was physically violent as well. And verbally, was where she was raised. So it took her years to get control of that. Um, my bio, my, uh, stepdad came into the picture when I was three, too. very quickly within six months, my mom was married to another man who was a Vietnam vet. He was traumatized and he was violent. And, um, so it was just this environment of despair is the best way people in despair, are not being able to function, not being able to understand who they are and get through their own pain and suffering. And it just gets handed down. It's a legacy. If you don't deal with it, you know, the children unfortunately get it. The sins of the father, I think that's what that's about. And um, so I carried that and I was an outspoken kid who said, no, this isn't right. So I would usually be the one that got the most physical um, repercussions. I would try and protect my sisters. I have three sisters, two twin little sisters and an older sister. And I, you know, but I was a child. How could I protect my sisters as a child? But I would try. And so I suffered a lot as a result. And uh, it got really, really bad when I was a teenager um, and preteen. I started running away. I just couldn't be in the environment. It was so damaging. I, I didn't want to live. I lost value for myself. I um, I just wanted to go back to God. I wanted to be with God. <laughs> I wanted to be, didn't want to be here. And um And I had that conversation more than once and came close a couple of times. But as I said earlier in our conversation, there are very specific times and it makes me emotional because God has carried me because God loves me. God loves you and loves everyone. And I chose I, I I chose, I said, I begged and said, help me. And, and I don't know what to do. And I, I think there is no better parent than God. There is no better parent. There is no deeper love to show you how to love yourself so that you can see the ex- abundance and expanse of love that is for you. So those moments, I was so carried. I was so deeply wounded that I couldn't even see beyond my own pain. I couldn't process. It just was so overwhelming. And I I left home at 15. First time 13, then again 14, and then permanently at 15 and got emancipated at 16. And I've been on my own, but you know, I I I never went back. And uh my relationship with my parents has been, you know, has has had rocky moments, but you know, we've always tried to work things as best we could. And another way that God has always carried me is no matter what my parents did, especially my step, my stepdad, I always saw his heart. I, and I I see my mother's heart. Hers was harder to see. I, admittedly, she was just so much harder. She had really locked her pain down. It made her very, very um, hard to get to. I could. But that tenderness in my heart belongs to God. I've just been able to see that my whole life, I see people's hearts, the, the the love in them. I see the light in them. I see God in them. And because at my darkest, I think part of it, part of the reason is that my, my darkest and most deepest points of, of not valuing this gift of life, I was given and shown such tenderness, such grace. And I felt it inside and it's just gave me, and I turned to it. I really do believe that that personal relationship to develop that personal relationship with God is so important because there'll be times in all of our lives where we'll feel overwhelmed and it just will seem like too much, too much. And it will be too much. When you turn and you receive, it's, it's like the sun That warmth, the sun on you, just you feel that, you know, when you fall asleep in the sun and it's like you're just being, it's the perfect temperature, it's the perfect, you just feel it washing through you and you know you're going to get through it. You choose something different than thinking that your mind and your, this human state should have all the answers (laughs) because you just, it doesn't, you just won't, you know, Um, you know, and that, you know, that saying, the wisdom of God, uh, wisdom of God is beyond our understanding. Thank God, <laughs> <laughs> because we don't get to try and figure out some things. We can just lean in and trust and know that everything's going to be okay. Just be still. Just go and sit next to God, one of God's creations like I did sit by a tree. Set your back and just know it's going to be okay. And give yourself the time to just build your faith again, relax, trust. Because that's, that's, what, that's what's happened to me throughout my life over and over and over again
0: thank you for listening to Cool Explorations. You've just heard author, actress, and coach Walker Brandt talk about her book, as well as uh, many experiences in her life that have brought her to the point where she's at now, and how God has carried her through each and every one of her trials, and brought her to the point where she can be a useful tool to help other people, and to further the, the kingdom of God, and the verse Matthew nineteen fourteen, why that verse is so important to her. Uh, it's been a great conversation i hope you'll enjoy it you can find her at www.walkerbrant.com
1: if you would like to reach me for any reason you can do so at tpeters 745 gmail.com.